Hey everybody, all of y- y- you listeners, hi, welcome to Jump Cut. <laughs> I got nervous. Welcome got... back to Jump Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I got nervous. He's just so excited to see you guys. I'm just so, I, just, I look forward to this every two weeks. I look forward to hearing your beautiful mm. ears. <laughs> uh, welcome to Jump Cut. This is a podcast with uh, two brilliant individuals who talk about movies mm. every week. This week we watched Sasevavin. My name is uh, Leander, and I'm Hashem. Yeah, and uh, you're in for a treat because uh, yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up exactly two weeks ago today. <laughs> hey man, I did say it was a heavy movie. Yo, I picked I a say... bummer ass movie. I picked a bummer. I did mm. not really know what this movie was, and boy howdy, I don't know how we're gonna make a comedy podcast talking about it. <laughs> nah, we'll we'll figure it out. David yeah, Fincher you got plenty has... of jokes canned. Uh, not for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, this, this movie is just stress and pain and torture and difficult to watch. And oh my. David Fincher is an acquired taste. I was looking up like some of his other movies because I recognize the name and I never remember directors. And uh, my boy got Fight Club under his belt. I like that one. Yeah, he's done. He's done a lot. He's done Fight Club, Gone Girl, Zodiac. I think he did The Social Network, but I don't remember. He works a lot with Brad Pitt. That's all I know. Yeah, I, I as soon as I saw Brad Pitt come on screen, which was like 30 seconds into the movie, he looked exactly like how he did in Fight Club. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, he made Fight Club as well. <laughs> the guy had the same person cast of both roles. And when I say not like just Brad Pitt, like Brad Pitt played the same character. Blatt, Tyler Durden is the same person as... What's his name? Steve? David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both just like reckless little goofballs, you know? Also, how funny is it that it, the main character, or I guess the the Deutrogenist, if you want to be fancy about it, um, is called David, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean like as in David Fincher? Like he casts his own name? Yeah. <laughs> he casts his own name. I like that. This guy's like, you know what's a good name? <laughs> David. <laughs> he was writing it. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, man. So if, if you haven't seen... Seven. I say that because there's a seven in the title. I feel like we should just call it seven. We should just call it seven. Yeah, probably. If you haven't seen seven, hmm, you should watch it. I do think it. Okay, let me put it this way. I think it's, I think it's David Fincher's magnum opus. The fuck? What does that mean? Which is to say, it's it's his best work. It's his best piece of like directing or anything. And he's done a lot of good shit. Yeah, that's you know? that's fair. That's fair. I would say Fight Club I liked more, but I, I just like fun movies. So did I. I personally liked Fight Club more, but I, I think that Seven is like more like nuanced and shit. You know what I mean? Like Fight Club is very hand-fisted with what it's trying to tell you. That's fair. Consumerism bad, uh, <laughs> all that shit, you know? Yo, if you, if, if you even go to Disneyland, that's just dollars in Mickey Mouse's pockets. You corporate shit. You are paying Walt Disney with your soul. <laughs> exactly. You know they beat their actors, right? <laughs> I did like the the like twists and turns that like, went on with Fight Club more, though. They felt like they had more punch. It felt like with this movie, it was just very graphic. Like, if you're not in for a very... Like, this isn't... I think we say this a lot, but it's not a Sunday evening sort of watch. This one's more like... <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to prepare yourself. So, actually, my cousin came to visit last week. Okay. And my sister's always like, okay, my cousin watches the podcast. So shout out, you know, you know who you are. Dude, you're keeping it real out there. He a bitch though. He a bitch though. This guy (laughs) does not watch movies. 
This guy's like, yeah, bro, I've never seen Inception. What the hell is a Shutter Island? Is that like a, a Cinemaplex thing? Like, is that a sauce? Like, what is that? <laughs> so every time he comes over, bro, he hasn't seen Mean Girls. That's wild. Love that every, movie. Yeah, literally, I, in my mind, everybody's seen Mean Girls. It's like one of those movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so every time he comes over, my sister's always like, yeah, we should watch something with him. And every time it's something super dark. So we're sitting in the basement, my sister, my cousin, and I, my sister's like, we should watch seven. And I was like, um, uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> like, I, I don't know what situation this seems like a theater movie and not one I would watch when I'm at home though. Like after mm. I've seen it once, I'm good. Like that's enough, but that's not to say it's a bad movie. No, I absolutely agree. It's a it's a rel- it's a good movie. Objectively, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. The the plot is interesting. It's told well. It looks fancy and nice, and it it's a lot more intense than you expect it to be. Definitely worth the watch if you're not a little bitch boy like me. <laughs> you can really tell it's a David Fincher movie by how everything looks. It's just so gray. But I think that's like his like his like aesthetic. It definitely. I felt it mimic Fight Club a lot. Like I I don't know. I don't know what I'm noticing. Like, I'm sure some smart film student can put it into words, but it felt like Fight Club. He has a very, like, um, like I want to say, you know, I was literally about to ask what's the opposite of a warm color. <laughs> <laughs> it's got very cold colors. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't, I don't really know what I'm noticing. Maybe it's also the music because some of his music is just really, like, intense and lasts a yeah. while. So you're always just on edge. I don't know what it is, but uh, you should watch it if you're okay with seeing that sort of thing. It's pretty violent. It's rated R for a reason. And the makeup is done well. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's not like just jump out <laughs> gore like Saw or something. Before we get into the movie, uh, because I'm trying to put mm. off talking about this movie for as long as possible, how the fuck are we going to make jokes about <laughs> it? The thing I want to talk about is Marvel in general. Marvel. Yeah. So... Uh, your boy Hashem hooked me up with that sweet Disney Plus tweet at hash at the hash on Twitter right, if you want let's... a Disney Plus account. <laughs> yeah, so limited he... four. First two, first come, first serve. <laughs> yeah, uh, how long? Like, yeah, I have it for like a week or something before he just cuts that for a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not a free month. I paid for the month. Oh, okay, good. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I've been getting. I've been getting my good. Uh, like, I guess Phil. I get my money's worth your money's worth whatever you want to say <laughs> uh, i started watching all the mcu movies and then when i started mm. i was like yo friends check this out i'm doing something cool i'm talking and watching all the talking about and watching all the mcu movies and uh hashem's like bro i've been doing that here's the thing you gotta realize you gotta realize that it comes a certain part of the year i just have to watch all of them again so i can feel superior to people that's fair. So I can be like, you don't understand the complexities of Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> I got to do it. Bro, when you watch them back to back like that, though, it's crazy because it, I've never done it before. Like, I watched them all when they came out, literally from Iron Man 1. Okay. I saw in theaters, right? But okay. I haven't gone back and rewatched them all in like a binge session. Like, it's okay. been like, yo, let's throw on Ant-Man because of like that train scene at the end or whatever. Like, all, you just kind of put on the <laughs> movies because you like them. But I never watched them all in order. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. I still got that feeling from Avengers 1 where it's like, bro, they're all on screen. Look at them. Yeah, it's lit, eh? Look at Iron Man. He's there right over Captain America. That's so cool. Damn, bro. Can't believe they haven't had a single movie in all year. Yeah, seriously. I feel like they released like three or four. 
like a year. Yeah, I was looking. At, I was looking at the the MCU whatever release list on Twitter, not Twitter, Wikipedia, and it said that they had three movies released in 2017, 18, and 19, and this year there's only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Black Widow. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Black Widow's coming. Yeah, in November. I'm actually really hyped for that one too. I'm getting more hyped with it now, dude. I just. I miss the experience of going into a movie theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's the sickest shit ever. You go in, you and your boys, you have your popcorn. One of you pisses in a bottle. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been waiting outside this theater for 48 hours trying to get a screening yeah. of The Incredible Hulk bro, 2008. Director's cut. <laughs> Endgame was three hours, bro. You had to go at some point. <laughs> I actually, uh, Jordine and I went to Endgame on release day, IMAX, I think. Mm. And we got, we got posters and shit. It was cool. I mean, it was a giant poster that said IMAX and the A was the Avengers logo. So I don't really know who it was advertising <laughs> to or why they hand posters <laughs> to the people who've just seen the movie. Thank you for coming. Those are actually the least effective people to give it to, right? I don't know. Literally, they're already there. Yeah, like what? Like I already paid for. Like I've I've done my part, bro. Like I, what am I gonna put this up on my car? I mean, I still have it, but like, not because of that. I don't want them to win. Don't go see it in IMAX. <laughs> There's two movies that I've seen more than once in cinema. Uh huh. One of them is Endgame, and I can't remember what the second one does. So it's probably insignificant. I've seen Spider Verse three times in theaters. I think. That's what it was. It was Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. I think I went twice. I really like that movie, and oh my god, I don't regret it. And I remember I even saw, like, what was another one? I, th- I don't think I've seen Endgame twice. Or no, I have. I saw Endgame four times. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I went with, like, four different friend groups. It was a wild ride, though. I don't, I don't, that's awesome. I, I would want to do it. Yeah. I think it's just because every single time you go, the theater explodes at certain parts in that movie. I don't want to spoil anything, yeah. just in case. But, like, I mean, pretty much everyone on the planet has I mean, seen it, right? Yeah. The highest grossing movie of all time, all that good shit. Literally, yeah. So, I great, great movies. I want to get to where they're good though, because I'm, I'm really just slogging through Phase Two right now, of the MCU. Uh, phase Two is Ant Man. Phase Two. So I, I looked it up. Phase Two starts with Iron Man Three and ends with mm-hmm. Ant Man. Okay. So it's it's Iron Man Three, which is actually good. These are these are my little uh, really good. I, we are we already discussed this, but we probably want to do an MCU bonus episode sometime and we're just yeah. gonna fucking run through all these movies and go bad bad good bad bad or whatever lightning rounds yeah but just as a, a a teaser i fucking hate guardians of the galaxy and i just watched that again mm. uh the next time i see leander i'm gonna throttle him to death but that's okay <laughs> that movie is not good <laughs> i don't know how so many people like it i don't get what it what do you mean bro <laughs> i don't it's understand. bars it's not it's not dude it's not. If if Avengers ended with them holding hands and blasting away evil with their minds, like, <laughs> what? That would have been sick. Are you kidding me? Maybe it's because I watch a lot of anime. Maybe it's because I'm like, yeah, the power of friendship, Naruto. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, how are we gonna close this portal? The the Chiron, the the Karath, what? Chitauri. Yeah, that's it. The the ch- ch- Chikoritas <laughs> are coming in through the sky portal. How are we gonna close it? Black Widow, grab my hand. And then, and then and like, and fucking, who's that guy with a bone arrow who's useless? Hawkeye? I love Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye, grab my hand. Iron Man, Captain America, they all hold hands and blast away the sky demons. And the movie ends. And you're all like, woo, it's great. I love it. James Gunn is the best Marvel director. Fucking hell. <laughs> Can't believe you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's arguably the best one. It is not. 
by far, so far, uh, Captain America has the best consistency of good movies. Like after one after another. I agree. Yeah, consistency of the trilogy. Yeah, I can't wait for Civil War because I've only seen that one once, and I think I've at least rewatched parts of the other movies a bunch. I have many issues with Civil War, but that's okay. That's for another time. That's true. This is just a big teaser for our MCU episode. Yeah. It's like the sign up for Disney Plus teaser. You're welcome, Mickey Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. So uh, time for seven. I was really not looking forward to this. Yeah, this is not going to be a good episode. (laughs) Okay, so let's set some ground rules. So now we're going to get into spoiled territory. We both like the movie-ish. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good movie. Like it's got like good cinematography, good like lighting, all that good shit. But I don't know. It's definitely it's like how you say it's got the is that the right term? Menage a trois. What does that mean? That means threesome, like a sex thing. Is that what it means? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, it's got that. Doesn't that what isn't that what the guy says when he meets him in the diner? Yep, that is a line <laughs> from the movie. So it's it's a perfect menage a trois. Yeah, whatever Hashem said. <laughs> I want to fuck this movie. <laughs> But I would re- I would regret it afterwards. I would do it, and I'd be like, "Oh man, that was a bad decision. <laughs> Shouldn't have had that tequila." I absolutely agree. It's not a great like. It's not a fun time. I don't know if I'd watch it with other mm. people. It's an interesting movie, and that's where I'm going to leave it. So spoiler territory now. I don't want to actually break down uh, each individual murder that happens <laughs> because they get graphic, and I'm trying to avoid that. We should definitely talk about each deadly sin. We we should we should. All right, okay. I just don't want to go in depth into how the people died. So if yeah, you haven't seen the movie, you gotta you gotta just watch those and figure out what the deaths are because I don't want to talk about them and describe it for people who haven't seen it. It's too much, too graphic. It's it's not nice. Like I like the Saw movies, and these were too much. Like some of them. Like, but but okay. So here's the thing. I actually the movies don't technically show you anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's the worst part. Yeah, I absolutely because it leaves everything to your imagination. And my fucking imagination is crazy. Like I, I is rampant. <laughs> I was getting scared of like what I was picturing could have happened or did happen. That's like awful. Mm. Man, is this the first movie we've watched with an on-screen penis though? Uh, what I don't no, <laughs> I don't know. I want to say no, but I feel like I'm lying. <laughs> There's got to be an award for something like that. I read in the director's commentary. So this is, this is uh, I guess we're already jumping into it. Do you want to do a quick mm. plot summary? Quick, quick, quick. All right, sure. Uh, there's a serial killer, and he's killing based off of the seven deadly sins. That's it. Yep. First one's gluttony, and uh, gluttony is a large man who's eaten a lot. And uh, the autopsy, what I was mentioning with the penis, I was reading some interview or something, uh, a top tens list from watchmojo.com. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Welcome back to WatchMojo.com. <laughs> Today on our top 10 anime fights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- they said that they explicitly made him larger than average in every respect as an inside joke. So they gave him a big penis? Yeah, I think so. Big uh, big hog. Good for them, man. I'm glad they're, <laughs> they're, they're living out their dreams. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a prop designer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the actual, the designers in this movie, though, who made, like, all the, the set pieces and shit, did a great job. Like, phenomenal job. The the way they build out the city as being completely terrifying, even aside from the fact that there's a murderer running around killing people in, like, horrific ways. Yeah. There's scenes of, like, uh, the cops who are tra- trying to chase down this murderer, like, running through buildings and stuff, right? 
and they like break into rooms and it's like the, the kids are sad and watching tv on a broken monitor and like it's all just dreary and rainy all the time everything's wet all right so i think this is david fincher's best cinematic technique cinematic flair his like fingerprint he's really really good at world building He's like really good at putting in like very very subtle details that kind of make you understand wherever whatever the fuck the story he's telling is set. Like they didn't need to they didn't even need to provide like a city or something that I had an idea yeah. of what was bad. They just built out this hypothetical city and did such a good job of it without just showing people sad all over the place. You know what it feels like? It feels like Gotham. Oh yeah, like the idea of Gotham? I don't know. Gotham's always seemed more cheery cuz Batman's there. <laughs> well, I mean Gotham's just fucking shitty to live in. But if you're rich, it's not, right? I think. Is that how that works? Yeah, but if you're rich, it's not shitty to live anywhere. That's not like... (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Welcome to the 1%. (laughs) Have you... Sorry, this is an aside. Now that we're talking about Gotham, have you seen the Batman trailer? I have. Oh, my God. I want to watch that movie. Mm, I can't wait. It looks a little weird. It looks a little different. I have a lot of issues with how Batman is represented in like modern media all right but i feel like we should probably talk about the movie first (laughs) so you want to tie it back around so we start with superheroes end with superheroes and in the middle talk about the seven deadly sins david fincher (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i think the the whole movie can be summarized with somerset's like final quote Mm -hmm. where he's like ernest hemingway once said the world what is it? The world is a beautiful place, but it's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Is that what he says? Maybe. That sounds right. I don't read. And he's like, um, I agree with the second part. And so he's basically saying the world is ass, but like, <laughs> hey, man, you got to make it work. That is kind of like the thesis of the movie, right? Like, I, I did enjoy that part that you have these two main characters who are both in agreement that the world is shitty, but how they approach it is just different yeah like one person's like checked out like i hate that everybody's apathetic i don't want to contribute to that so i'm not going to and i'm gonna retire right and the other dude's like fuck that you're only retiring because you want to believe that you're checking out but you're just as apathetic as the rest of them he even says that he's like it's contradictory of you to say people are more apathetic so i'm gonna be apathetic is like what the fuck does that mean yeah it's a little wild like i i did they did a good job of fleshing out these two characters and I, it, it kind of felt like, you know, like the cat obvious buddy cop. This guy's about to retire, and we got the young gun to the hip. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, loose cannon shit. fucking cop on the side or whatever. It set the stereotype. Like, it, it didn't follow one. This movie's fucking old-ish, right? Kind of. I'd say the stereotype was set in the 70s, though, of, like, buddy cop movies. Oh, yeah, like Lethal Gun. Lethal Weapon. What? <laughs> lethal Weapon, yeah. I was like, lethal gun? Lethal gun? <laughs> well, idiot. a gun is definitely a weapon. <laughs> That's true. Lethal weapon six, lethal gun. Time to shoot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw some um, some take on the movie that essentially said it's a, an interesting way of showing graphic violence because it, it really earns that rated R. Okay. And not for just having it on screen the entire time. But like we said, it kind of puts it in your head of what the idea could be. It implies. So that you think of something horrifying, which is one thing. But it also presents these like grotesque, like violent scenes in a otherwise completely realistic world, which is why it's so jarring. 
and upsetting. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. You know what I mean? Like you watch Saw and like people get ripped apart and then the cops are all acting like goobers. Like we gotta, we gotta hunt them down and run into this warehouse completely blind. I will catch this killer if it's the last thing I do. Exactly, right? But then you got these real people acting like real cops and shooting really like once or twice per their career. Yeah. And uh, when you see graphic violence in a setting like that, it's much more oomph to it. Big oomph on that one. Yeah. Press F to pay respects, bro. (laughs) What was your favorite part of the movie? I got to say it was probably the diner scene with Tracy and Somerset. That's a good one. Where she's all like, oh, I'm pregnant, but I don't want to have this baby in this, like, you know, life or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, dog, I feel that. If you want to get out, fucking leave. (laughs) He's basically like, don't have a kid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I like that conversation a lot. It felt so real. Like, at first, I was kind of like, yo, Somerset was just straight up like, I've been in your situation. I didn't have the kid. <laughs> when she was asking for, like, how do I have this kid? <laughs> he was like, I didn't. He's like, shit, bro, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, but it leads into this really, like, human conversation. It's just a sad thing that that's the last time that she's in the movie. I really didn't like that, eh? From, like, a as a feminist. Mm-hmm. This movie does not pass the, what is it called? Bechdel test. What's that? Bechdel test? Like her only plot point was that she needed to, she wanted to have a baby. And then she dies. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. She was, remember, remember how we talked about getting refrigerated back in like, um, what, what movie was that? What the hell? When did we talk about that? We talked about getting refrigerated? Yeah. Who? You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely not. I don't know what you're talking about. Where I was like, one of the Green Lantern episodes is, um, one of his girlfriends, Kyle Rayner's girlfriends, dies and she gets put in the refrigerator. And it's like her whole point in the movie is to progress him. She's used as a, pro- a plot device. I, I really don't remember this at all. I specific, I, I vaguely remember <laughs> bringing this up. I don't remember what episode, but it doesn't matter. The point is, Tracy being in the movie is like a... She's just a plot device. She just kind of exists to give both of them like mm-hmm. a goal or whatever a little bit i think that they did a really good job of not having her be completely one-sided because they do introduce her as wanting to have friends like she's the reason that they have uh the other inspector over for dinner what's his name mm, that's actually a good point somerset? somerset yeah somerset she she invites somerset over for dinner and they have like that whole fun bonding scene and that goes on for really long that's like a 10 minute scene yeah. Which is wild. And that establishes why she reaches out to Somerset and nobody else. And it kind of does a good job of that, I think. Interesting. Even though that she's literally the only female in the movie entirely. Who's not like a a kill who wasn't killed. Like, oh, well, actually, <laughs> no, I guess every woman who in will, this movie. Well, I mean, she did get killed. <laughs> she's the only female character with dialogue. That's That's very true. Yeah, she is the only female character with dialogue. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. You know who I genuinely forgot is in this movie is Kevin Spacey. Yeah, dude. When I didn't know. Because like, uh, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people know about this movie, and I didn't. I didn't know anything about the plot. And when he showed up, I was mm. like, what the? F-? He looks like a baby. Yeah. Um. They actually did that on purpose. He's not in any of like the, uh, the posters. He's not in the opening credits because they didn't want him to pe- – they didn't want people to be looking out for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we, he, when he shows up, also, I thought that was so fucking cool that you don't know who the killer is at all, like throughout the whole thing. They usually do. That's what they do for like all these. Uh, 
Right, but you always like you always like see him plotting or some shit. Like you won't see his face, but you'll see him in like a dark room looking at the next victim or whatever. Oh, okay, that that's what you mean. So you're literally with the detectives the entire time, just as clueless. You're with the detectives the entire time. Everything they know, you know, and nothing else. Mm-hmm. They did do that one moment where he gets his photo taken, and I watched it back because I was curious about whether or not they show that it's Kevin Spacey, and it definitely is him. Like I, I think he's wearing a toupee in it or something. Like he seems to have more hair, but maybe it's just the shots. But oh shit. Yeah, uh, you definitely you don't see his face though. Like they try to obfuscate, okay. his, like it's always him turning or something when he's on screen. Damn. I think the most terrifying part of this movie is just how they build this villain. Like, like they they really try to establish that he's not a psychopath. He just has a belief system that he follows. That's creepy. I, I still think, I think he's a fanatic psychopath. If that makes sense. Sure. Because you could I I think having a faith a belief system that goes against like what's regularly viewed as like normal human behavior is a little bit psychotic, you know, by definition. Yeah. But he he's he's using it as like a weird justification. Even what's his name? Somerset at the end is like, I mean, you probably believe that you're doing God's work or whatever. Yeah. You know? I definitely agreed with parts of like I, the thing is it's like you have two schools of thought like obviously nobody agrees with the mass murder or whatever right but you either take yeah. the brushing off whatever approach that mills had where he was like dude's just a psychopath he's wearing his grandma's panties and he's covered in peanut butter whatever his lines were they're all over the top mm. rubbing himself with peanut butter yeah that's it yeah and then or you go the somerset route where you're like he believes something that we don't believe that doesn't make him a psychopath He's a smart man. He's just motivated by like evil beliefs that he's taken into himself. I don't know how to put it. But you can, I mean, I actually understand what you're saying. You're, yeah. But you could also justify basically any action that anybody takes that way. No matter how grotesque it may be. You can just be like, to them, it was justified. You know? Like murderers and stuff. Oh, that's true. I guess. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not talking about like what's your that guy's name? Citizen. The guy who uh, the the famous murderer who Charles Manson, Charles Manson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how he had a whole whole cult who all believed and followed him. Yeah, yeah. He killed what's her face? What's the girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Yeah, yeah. That's horrific. All that stuff is yeah. terrifying. I haven't actually seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I felt like I got it really spoiled for me. Because I didn't even know that it was about the Manson killings. So I, I well, I mean, even if you know anything about the Manson killings, you don't know anything about the movie. That's true. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I really, I really, I should see it because I really do like Tarantino. Usually, I'm I'm just a big fan of Feet. That's really why I watch those movies. <laughs> hey man, if you're a big fan of Feet, you should watch iCarly. Sorry. What? <laughs> Did you not hear about how Dan Schneider has like a foot fetish? Who is that? The, is this the showrunner for iCarly? It's the showrunner for iCarly, Victorious, and Drake and Josh. Basically, all the big like Nintendo shows or Nickelodeon, not Nintendo. <laughs> That's this wild. is a whole thing. Like two years ago, where like I remember a lot of his like a lot of the punchlines had to do with feet, and everybody was like, "Yeah, the feet are funny." But then it came out that he had like a foot fetish, and the way it came out is because an episode of Sam and Cat, I think, 
they asked their viewers to tweet them pictures of their feet on Twitter. <laughs> and it's like, the viewers are not old, you know? <laughs> that's Oh my God, that's unsettling. Yeah, sorry. If you go back and watch episodes of iCarly, it just makes you cringe. Like, I used to find it fun. I used to love that show. But now, if you throw on a clip and I see, like, random dancing and shit like that, it makes me want to die. Yeah. But that was, like, remember Fred? <laughs> oh, God, dude. Like, with the backwards R? <laughs> yeah. That was the shit we used to watch. Or, like, Annoying, Annoying Orange. Annoying Orange. Was like the I was zeitgeist. about to say. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That's so... Oh. I'm so glad that part of the internet died, eh? It's just been replaced with shitty memes and TikTok now. I don't even think it has. I think right now what it's become is like, how, how do I say this? There's like a bunch of memes about in like Fortnite and like Minecraft, but it's like the same type of shit where it's like, oh my God, we got to go kill this guy. And it's like, use the fart gun or whatever. And it's like, what? <laughs> I guess that's just like, it must just have it be a thing that young kids, because like I'm talking, I'm assuming that you're finding all this shit through your brother, right? I am. Absolutely. Fuck right? that kid. So it's just young kids on the internet have some sort of way of finding the most cringy fucking humor and things to look <laughs> at. Just latching onto it. Yeah. I don't know how, but they find it. But I mean, think about it like this. Like, I don't think the, the people my brother watches are that big on YouTube. But like when we were on YouTube, the main, like the biggest channels were like Nigahiga and S Smosh. Yep. And I love Smosh. I downloaded songs on. I downloaded Fire Truck. Onto my uh, iPod Touch or iPod Nano. Oh my god, that's a fucking throwback. Yeah, dude. Or Tobuscus. Oh, Tobuscus. Too bad he turned out to be a fucking asshole. That sucked. Yeah. What a shame. Big, awful human being. Speaking of awful human beings, <laughs> Kevin Spacey is also an awful human being. God. Okay, so if you don't know the ending for this movie, you definitely heard of it somewhere because it's the whole what's in the what's box. What's in the box? Thing. I had no idea. What's in the box? You didn't know it was from this? No, I didn't. I literally, until the box came on screen, I didn't even remember that this is where the movie, like, this is the movie it came from. Damn, dude. I'm going to be honest. I thought that this movie, like, it's one of those that everybody talks about. And even if you don't know the end, like, you've never seen it, you know what happens. Like, I, like, Luke Skywalker is Vader's dad. What? Something? Damn, bro. Spoiler alert. That whole, like, all these general knowledge statements. I assumed that this movie was the one related to Bruce Willis was a ghost the entire time. <laughs> Bro, that's M. Night Shyamalan. I didn't... <laughs> which, which movie is um, that? Signs? Ah, shit. Sixth Sense. Sixth, Sixth Sense, Sense, yeah. Oh, my God. I just... I, <laughs> I had no idea where it came from. So then when I saw the box, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I get it now. Oh, okay. Damn, bro, this guy really confused Sixth Sense with Seven. <laughs> you know what I thought it was? I can't remember the name of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's a Tim Burton movie, I think. And it's like these puppets, and they're like in a post-apocalyptic world. Nine. Is that what it is? I don't yeah, know if it's, it's Tim nine. Burton, okay. but I fucking love that movie, dude. Nine? I love that movie. That's what I thought it was. I just, I wasn't sure. They have like the green splinter cell lasers on their face, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the splinter cell lasers. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I think... I feel like Tim Burton is involved in that movie somehow. I don't know if he's actually the director or not. Mm -hmm. No, I feel that. Like, I, th all these number movies are stupid. Why would you put a seven in the title of the movie and in the word seven? 
That's why I called it Sesevin. Yeah. Yeah, Thevenin, bro. <laughs> That's for all you engineers out there. <laughs> Yo, all you I, I apparently I'm an engineer. I have no fucking clue what that means. You know what's scarier is I'm gonna have to probably know that in like two weeks when school starts. Did you take any like electronics courses? Not never in my life. Oh shit, you took PCPs with me and uh and George. Oh, I thought you were asking if I have taken them. Like I've been in them. I've been enrolled in them. No, no, I meant like for next semester. Oh yeah. I'll I'll, I'll go in knowing just as much as I knew the first semester of fucking <laughs> grade nine. Hell yeah, bro. That's the best part. Yeah. It's great. I love relearning everything I didn't pay attention to the previous year. It's a good time. That's what makes education so exciting, you know? Yeah. It's so riveting. You're at the edge of your seat every fucking lecture. Yeah, it kind of makes sense because your tuition goes up and up and up because you have to relearn all that content again and again and again. Mm. Like if kids were smarter, maybe tuition would be less money. But because I'm stupid, it just makes sense, right? Like that's what we're paying for bars yeah yo preach that yo he solved it bro that's it. that's why the universities raise their tuition every year because i'm an idiot it's because i forget everything every time so i have to reteach <laughs> it so it's like of course it makes sense no i think it's because universities like that big big bank you know? <laughs> they want to make those buckaroos i think that's actually in our uh whatever the agreement we sign with the school i think big dick bank <laughs> is actually like one of the clauses <laughs> that we have to... or it's an optional fee that we can opt out of yeah but you can't actually opt out of it. You have to call them at this specific time. <laughs> Contact our email service at yahoo.com. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> Bro, Hotmail? Hotmail? Yo, live? Live Is live older? I can't remember. I don't even know. I've never used live. Simpatico.net, yo. <laughs> My God. So seven. Yeah, we really got to do something about this movie, eh? What's your favorite? What was the part that burst your gut laughing in this movie? What was your favorite gut busting comedy moment? Gut busting, yeah, burst gut. Definitely the part where the guy with gluttony ate himself to death, <laughs> and his gut actually exploded. Oh. Love that scene. Mm, oh god, okay, delicious. I have to mention, I felt like the acting was not on par with what I expected of the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think. Brad Pitt doesn't do as good of a job as I expected him to. And it's literally, it's weird because I never usually feel that about movies that are like, as long as it's above some amount of budget, they usually do a fine enough job that I don't notice it. I I, I thought everybody was fine except for Brad Pitt. Okay. Well, there aren't that many characters really to hate on, but Brad Pitt and his wife, like Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't think are played very well. Okay. Sure. I thought Tracy was fine. I thought... Like, she does a good enough job, like, crying in the diner that I'd give her, like, a B plus. That was actually probably really... Yeah, actually, on second thought, thinking about it now, you're probably right. Like, I can fucking give a rating for acting, bro. I can't <laughs> act to save my life. <laughs> no, I like the idea of you giving out, like, you're, you're an authority. Te- no, no, no. Give me, give, me, give me pointers for Morgan Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman? I gotta say, man, wasn't as legendary of a voice as I'm used to. <laughs> Where's God when I need him? This was this was just a while ago. So this was his prepubescent voice. <laughs> He's actually not that old. He's actually a twelve year old in this movie. It's this crazy. is this is true. <laughs> it's also kind of wild that he looks like the same age in every single movie. Like even this being from ninety five. Except for the Shawshank Redemption. That's literally it. That's the only movie where he looks relatively young. <laughs> and this was like shot like two years before this one or whatever. Mm-hmm. He he did a good job. There was a few times where he even stuttered, though. Like, I felt like his performances... Like, everybody's performances near the end of the movie went off a fucking cliff. 
I just can't get over Brad Pitt screaming, what's in the box? I get why people made fun of it. What's in the box? Yeah, it was just like he was trying to keep that New York accent really close to home. Like He was just trying to hold on to that for dear life while trying to express, and it did not. It did not catch well. It didn't. You know who did actually do a phenomenal job was Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. Kevin Spacey. I mean, he for his short screen time, he absolutely nails it. Yeah. But, like, you have the other phenomenal. inspectors and the chief of police and all these other random people who are introduced are all just awful. They're like stereotypes of bad people. <laughs> That's actually a good point, a good way of putting it. It is. I don't know why I said that. It is. <laughs> I agree with me. You're agreeing. <laughs> I agree with you that you should agree with me. Thank you for your agreeance. Do you concur, doctor? I did, dude, I, <laughs> I, I can't. I just, every time I think about this movie, I just like feel sick. Oh, man. I don't know how I'm going to rate this movie. Well, okay, I think we got to rate it out of seven, personally. <laughs> like we modify the formula? Yeah, we have to. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's called seven, you yeah. know? Like, I'm not going to rate it out of 12. That'd be blasphemous. Yeah, honestly, who gives a shit? I was so like, when, when I realized that, like, when I picked this movie, I had no idea. That's not a great concept for going into this with. <laughs> I did say that last week or last time. I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, gross. But here I am. I have a list of movies that I, I want to watch, right? And usually if I can't come up with like a specific one for the week, I'll pick one from the list. Like that's how Big Lebowski got picked. And that's how this one got picked. Okay. Just because I didn't have okay. one that was reaching out to me that week, like Akira. So I just chose one from this list. Man, I chose bad. I'm, I'll take I'll take a hit on this one. This episode, I, I feel bad for anybody who had to watch Seven. No, and didn't dude, it's it. a good movie. Okay, here's here's the thing. I think the the like the monologues that the characters have are really really good, mm-hmm. and like the attention to detail is really really good. But that's also to be expected from David Fincher movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen um have you seen Zodiac? I have not. No, was that recent? Uh two thousand and six. Okay, no, I definitely haven't. I saw it. I did see it like relatively recently. I want to say like at the start of this year. I saw the Social Network. Does that count? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I feel like there's a lot of shots in that that he uses to, like, build tension, even though they're at fucking college, and he does it really well. I I don't know. I think it's just something about the way that he moves the camera. I can't, that's what I said at the top of the show, I can't put my finger on it, but he makes things so intense and gritty. Yeah. Like, the chase scene in this movie is so anticlimactic. Nothing happens. Yeah. Literally nothing happened. But I was on the edge of my seat fucking scared the entire time because I thought the main character was going to get killed. Also, um, apparently Brad Pitt injured himself. That's why they had to injure him in the movie. Yeah, I saw. I, I read about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, like he hurt his arm or something and they were like, okay, well, fuck it. We'll just put it. It's part of your character. It's wild. Now. So when he was doing that chase scene, he jumped across the car's windshield and cut his arm open, like exposed bone and tendon. okay and he was like bleeding all over the place and finished the take because i guess that's what hollywood actors have to do to win oscars yeah yeah i don't think he has an oscar does he have an oscar no i I don't even know he he just won one one. he literally just won one for best supporting actor oh good for him for once upon a time in hollywood i think i remember hearing about this from um it was like some article way 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 back when uh leonardo fucking words leonardo dicaprio won his first oscar and they were like he won it for the revenant right and they were like the idea that this actor has to put himself in mud and wet 
for like four years and get really into character and torture himself in order to win an Oscar is like a bad precedence to set because it's a job. Yeah, I I agree. Anyway, so um, my boy Brad Pitt jumps across this windshield, cuts his arm open, finishes the take, and then after the fact tells David Fincher like, I'm actually really hurt. Uh, This is bad. I need to go in a cast and stuff, right? And uh, (laughs) David Fincher was like, oh, snap. Good on you for finishing the take. Didn't use it. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Use a different one, which I thought was fucking hilarious. What a baller move. But it actually did affect some of the next uh parts of the movie because they're obviously not filmed in order. They're filmed in like whatever budget makes sense parts. Mm. So there were scenes that take place previously in the movie where you can see his arms like swollen and stuff. Ew. Because he has the cast hidden and pulled up to his sleeve. Or he just has his okay. arm hanging off a chair because he can't move it. And it doesn't have a cast on it. Um, okay. Speaking of reshooting. Sorry. Okay. Before I forget. I know this is one of the things that David Fincher does a lot. Is he likes to reshoot scenes a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And he can. Like. He'll shoot expensive scenes a lot. Like. There's a scene in Gone Girl. I think it's in Gone Girl. Is that the one with Ben Affleck? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one with Ben Affleck. Where a, a jelly bean. Or like a gummy bear gets thrown at him, I think. That sounds familiar, but I don't remember Gone Girl. I just remember watching a specific video about how much, like, how good David Fincher. If you guys like movies and pop culture, I really recommend Captain Christian on YouTube. I just like his stuff. He, like, does his research and references it and shit. If you don't want to listen to our bum asses talk, then, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Run that shit. But he does a scene, he does an episode on like how David Fincher sets up his uh, his movies and like how good he is with special effects specifically. A lot of his the stuff that he does is is CGI, like Fight Club. You know the you know remember you know the opening shot for Fight Club. I don't remember what is the opening. It's shot? it's really iconic. It's like where it shows the the narrator and then it it pans down into the basement where the bombs are and then it pans away oh, to show right. like mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah yeah yeah. And it's all one shot. Mm-hmm. so it's like that's really expensive to render especially in 1999 and david fincher was adamant on having it because he's like it it depicts the location and the distance between the locations the best Interesting. what a weird guy what a weird guy <laughs> so what were you saying about the the expensive shot from zodiac though zodiac oh no no from from gone girl there's a scene where he keeps throwing a jelly a gummy bear at him and the gummy bear bounces off perfectly every single time and that's because mm. the gummy bear was CGI. And so every time they ha- they <laughs> shot it, they had to re apparently they had to recomposite or re-render the the gummy bear on it so he could see if he liked it. And he's like, "No, nah, that's not good. Let's do it again." I love that. Yeah. What a particular director. Like I think that can go <laughs> either way though because sometimes that ends up with like a David Fincher in a Fight Club and it's like iconic and known for years, right? And then sometimes mm. you get like George Lucas on VHS where it's like a CGI looking alien walking across screen for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, I think CGI is is like frowned upon in cinema to a certain point. Mm-hmm. But I think he's been doing it so well for so long that it's phenomenal how he does it. Like I know there's a scene, have you watched the the Girl in the Dragon tattoo? I have not. I always thought that those books were sex things. Like, because they were always in the adult <laughs> fiction section of Costco. 
And so I just assumed that there were like 50 shades. It's it's dark. It's just a dark. There is like some. I haven't read the book. I just watched the movie because I know the movie was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene in it where the main character like rides a motorcycle without her helmet. Damn, what a badass. No, no, no. The way that they did it is they actually had the stunt double riding around in a helmet and then they composited her face on top of it. <laughs> and so the whole yeah so i love the idea of it just being fucking ratchet and clank big head mode on top of it they don't scale it at all <laughs> just a hard angle like a right angle at her chin because yeah. it just blends back like in they fucking turn head. on the big head mode in nba space jam <laughs> that's what i'm saying dude fuck i love that <laughs> that's funny yeah but it would have been the cheaper option to just have the stunt double driving in the motorcycle or with the helmet right I think this is why we don't make movies it's because we don't have this ability. Like there are people who like, oh, well, we just got to get this paint stroke just right or else the painting's fucked. Right. And we, the consumers, the fucking mindless sheep don't notice it, but it makes the for sheeple. a better experience without actually recognizing it. This is all that 5G and that fucking COVID vaccine chip in your brain. Bro. Exactly. If you can't see it, it didn't make a difference. Sorry you wasted your money, <laughs> David. <laughs> Yeah, idiot. Yeah, God, seriously. get a real job. <laughs> Quit making fake movies. Make a documentary on my fucking, I don't know, my president. How, what, are, what? Who are we embodying right now? What are we Flat embodying? Earth. Yeah, like, what, what, what conspiracy is it supposed to be? Uh, the 5G conspiracy. <laughs> or the Bill Gates New World Order. Is that another conspiracy? Oh, my God. That's a good one. QAnon? I don't, I don't know. Shit's wild. I hate the world. The world sucks, and I'm going to just be apathetic like the main characters of this movie. Um, I think the world definitely does suck, but... <laughs> if I had to think about it from a scholarly perspective, and I really take my time to evaluate my decision, I'm going to have to say that yeah. the world does suck. Let me just say that Nietzsche was right. That boy was onto something. <laughs> and that is a good place to conclude. So, what are you going to give it out of seven, huh? Uh, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a five. No, I'm going to give it a six. All right. All right. Six. Pretty good. Six out of seven. I am going to give it a four out of seven. Damn. This guy said, fuck David Fincher. The thing is, when you do it out of seven, I think it's it's real tough because I want to give it a five, but five seems too high. Yeah, but four is like 60%. Yeah, that's pretty shitty, huh? Sucks. (laughs) But that's the scale we work with. So yeah. four out of seven is what I'm going to give it. And you know what? It's not because it's a bad movie. I think I just evaluate the movie not based on maybe I'm a piece of shit for doing this, but I evaluate it based on the experience I had. Right. No, and that's fine. It's it's a personal it's a personal uh, number. Yeah. Your number is I, wrong, but it's personal. <laughs> you know what? Now that I say it out loud, though, I sound like a fucking asshole. If I evaluate like I was I, I someone cut me off in traffic. So I gave the movie a four out of seven. Like what? <laughs> Uh, they actually were four minutes late with my dinner, so I gave them a two out of ten stars on Yelp. <laughs> exactly. So maybe I should just fuck off. And just because I couldn't look at some of the scenes, because I'm a little baby boy, um, I maybe it's a five out of seven. Dude, it's your number. I did think it did interesting things. I wish I didn't have it spoiled for me by just, you know, pop culture. Mm. I was going to say, the movie's 20 years old, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> There's no way you wouldn't have gotten exposed to it at some point. Like, fucking everybody knows the ending of Endgame now, and that's just been out for a year. 
<laughs> that's actually true it's like i can't really complain that i had it spoiled for me when i'm fucking 20 years late to the party <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fair so i guess i just overall it's it's a good movie it was just hard to watch and i do think that it did things that were new like the characters weren't flat they were interesting and that's really what i love mm-hmm. about things like this i did wish that there was more for me to do as a viewer in terms of the detective stuff yeah that's actually a good point clues i could notice but it felt like they just kept kind of winging things up like oh well, if we check the police records or the we gotta go get victor like hitchcock shit like where i could figure out the crime ahead of time um i don't know if hitchcock is the right example but i absolutely agree with you yeah, I just meant like black and white something something. I don't know anything <laughs> about movies. <laughs> that's fair. Yo, Vertigo? That's like my one hit. Bars. Reference. That's all I got. Bro, that's bars right there. <laughs> what was I actually watched one of them. Windowsill? Windowsill from the window? Window something? What? God, what's the name of that movie? I really liked it. It all took place in one room and it was just like the perspective from an apartment window. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, yeah, you know, this is what this is one of those references. It's for those niche artistic listeners. Is it Rear Window? I think it is Rear Window. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Uh, yeah, it's because it's 1954, dude. That came out when I was, like, dead. <laughs> that came out when my parents weren't alive. Absolutely. I liked it, though. Good movie. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's my Hitchcock reference. Do you want to talk about Batman, or do you want me to recommend my next movie? Uh, Next movie, then Batman, then, uh, then I go to sleep, because I'm a little baby. All right, all right. So I did say that... Okay, here's the thing. I asked one of my friends what movie we should watch next. Yeah. And unfortunately, their recommendation was something that you will eventually recommend. Was it Spider-Verse? Because I feel like you want to hold no, no, no. someday. No, no, I don't want to. Spider-Verse needs its own day. Okay, two things. Two things, actually. Remember how last episode we were like, we always have the E on our episodes? Yeah. And how we were going to do one without the E? Yeah. Yeah. So I think this next episode should be the one without the E. We should be no swearing. No, <laughs> completely clean. If we swear, we have to cut it out or bleep it. I don't know. Okay. Because the movie is Coco. Coco. Oh, my God. Mm. I, I, <laughs> I think I've actually seen that twice now because I watched it once with my family and then once with, like, we all watched it together. We've seen this movie together. Yeah, I cried like a little bitch. Well, you can't say that next week. No, because I will cry like a little bitch. Every time I watch this movie, I cry. I think that's a good place to wrap. Oh, Spider-Man. No, Batman. Batman. All right. Very quickly, very quickly. Um, I'm not happy with yeah, Batman. Vent. This is your outlet, dude. All right. So I feel like, you know how the Snyder cut is going to come out? There was like a trailer for it and all this shit. And everybody oh, was yeah, like, of how Batman versus Superman was supposed to go? Justice League. Yeah. Or was this the original Batman? Or Justice League, Justice sorry. Justice League. And it's like, oh, the Batman's going to come out with Matt Reeves and all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But all these fucking like mainstream representations of Batman just make me very upset. Make me very mad. Make me very angry, if you will. What part of Batman do you want to see changed? What should we tweet at Zack Snyder today, right now? Zack, bro, I don't understand why the fuck everybody is infatuated with the idea of Batman being a crime fighter. Like... He doesn't save a single fucking life in Justice League or Dawn of Justice. He just goes around and shoots people. He's like, ugh, gruff and tough, fucking brand the criminal so they get raped in prison. And I'm just kind of like, what? What the fuck is this? Is that actually, I have not seen Justice League. Is that actually what happens? Have you seen Dawn of Justice? I have seen that, yeah. Yeah, I remember how when he like captures criminals, he like fucking brands them with a bat on their like chest. Oh my God. 
And then the guy was like, any of these criminals that go to prison, they usually get beaten to death if they have the brand. Jesus Christ. I don't remember that. Yeah, okay. So everybody has this weird infatuation with making Batman unhinged and all this shit. Yeah. And like they seem to miss the main that like the core aspect of Batman's character is that he wants to save human life. The dude lost his parents at a young age and he's like, fuck it, I don't want this to happen to anybody. He doesn't just go out and beat the shit out of criminals. He goes out and he saves <laughs> lives. I see your point. Do you right? get what I mean? <laughs> It's like they take this broken, sad guy who comes from like a torn apart family that was way too early and grew up with like a fighting background, right? And really angry. And they just kept him angry for yeah. his entire life and never made him happy and never made him want to do things for good. He does things because he hates evil. He's like, I am vengeance. Like, okay, bro, we get it. Like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think... I grew up on, like, the Justice League show and Batman the Animated Series, and I think that shit does it perfectly, right? Like, the man is just, he's just chilling. He's just hanging out. He tells some jokes sometimes, but all of his jokes are, like, dry as fuck, and nobody knows if they can laugh at the Batman because it's Batman. (laughs) But, like, in these movies, he's, like, running over people and fucking shooting people in the face, and he's, like, like, there's a scene in in Dawn of Justice. By the way, I get really, really mad about this because I'm, like... yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah i love the idea because now when you say it out loud right it makes it does make me think about it because like i remember i liked batman begins and then dark knight came out and i liked that too and then i didn't like dark knight rises and i wasn't sure why right yeah but it's because by that point he turned into fucking tony stark where he's like here's my bat gun and he shoots the criminals it's like or here's my bat bomb and i could take it over the sea or my bat car and my bat wing it's like he they they have a scene where he's fighting him and Catwoman. He's like, "No guns, no killing," and it's like, "Bro, you just crippled that fucking man." <laughs> <laughs> he's like throwing people off parking garages and shit, throwing literal knives into their chests. It's like, bro, do you remember the scene in Batman Begins where uh, what's the king of 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 Westeros called? The blonde kid. <laughs> Joffrey Joffrey, where Joffrey Lannister's character is like there, and his his parents are like fighting, and he's on the. He's on the balcony and he sees Batman and Batman like throws him one of his gadgets as like a here, hold on to this kid. It's super sick. That shit is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Like he he's not fucking out here. You know what I mean? Everybody wants Batman to be the, the Punisher now. And I don't like it. <laughs> That's fair. You know, and the worst part is that I'm really excited for this next Batman because the fight scenes look cool. I'm really excited for the next <laughs> Batman, too. But the reason I'm so excited is because it's supposed to focus on his detective aspect. And no movie's ever done that. They just kind of stick him in the cave, and then Alfred's like, Master Bruce, the villain went that way. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's a whole scene in The Dark Knight where he literally just, it's like gun porn where he gets like a Gatling gun and shoots bricks in his underground like series. Oh of my god, I tunnel. fucking forgot about that. And then they reconstruct the bullet based on the bullets he shot, and it's like, okay, that's cool. That's detective work, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. All these Wild. expensive gadgets. Yeah, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I, I like it when Batman is a little bit weird. Like, like mm-hmm. okay, in the in the comic books, the, the a little bit weird to me is like he's really intense when you meet him in person. Like there's there's a there's a scene where he like goes to a it's kind of like a Burger King, but it's like Batman themed. Him and all the Robins. Mm-hmm. And then he orders fries and the guy's like, Would you like to jokerize your fries? And he looks at him, he's like the Joker's a homicidal maniac that's killed thousands. Do you really think I want to jokerize my fries? 
And Robin's just kind of like, bro, chill the fuck out. The guy makes minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of shit. Stoic, but not just a murderous asshole. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> out for vengeance. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the Batman that we deserve. You know? It won't be, but I'm happy that you have this optimism about you. Yeah? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. I think we went off topic yeah. for a week. You know what we should do? One of these weeks, we should just record an episode where we don't even talk about the fucking movie. Like, it doesn't even come up. All like, right, like hey, down. this week we're talking about Coco, and then we spend the entire time talking about PS4 and <laughs> D&D and shit. I'm actually down. That'd be hilarious. We just pick a bat. This should have been the Emoji movie, but we didn't. Yeah, we actually <laughs> wanted to dissect it and fucking talk about it. <laughs> well, until someone removes this podcast from the internet by force, we'll still be here <laughs> next week with uh, Yeah. A sick episode about Coco. Coco. And the MCU stuff coming soon. Who knows? I don't know whenever we decide to Eventually. record Eventually. I'm at Civil War and I... am going to have some hot takes. Fuck Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, that's how you could take home to your parents. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. At Jump Cut <laughs> FM. I'm not going to address it right now. We got we to gotta do this properly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Follow, uh, follow yeah, Jump Cut FM on Twitter. Follow at Jar of Dean. Dots in the middle of that. Mm. Or no dots, actually. I don't remember. Follow Lee and her. He's pretty cool. And follow The Hash. Yeah. I don't tweet. I just like a lot of things. Yeah, I haven't tweeted in a while. I had to ter- I had to turn my switch on airplane mode so I can't tweet anymore because Jordan's stealing my Breath of the Wild. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What was the thing that you tweeted recently? We cannot talk about Breath of the... This is... The podcast is ending. People have other things to do. Yeah, bro. Name one thing people have to do. Exactly. <laughs> Name one thing. Name... <laughs> Name one thing people have to do. Nothing. <laughs> if anybody tells you they're too busy to hang out, <laughs> no, this conversation's over. Breath of the Wild's fine. We're not gonna do a progress update on that. We're just gonna end the podcast. You guys can go about your day. How did the movie end, Hashem? End it with the movie, Hashem. Um, Ernest Hemingway once said, "There's fine. The world is a fine place, and worth fighting for." I agree with the second part. Nice. That's a good solid that's a good <laughs> solid heartfelt moment to end it on. The world's shitty and everything's shitty and that's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>